Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Hey there, Golf Strategy School. Marty back with you here again, and this episode's question comes from Chase. Chase is asking, uh, his question reads, Hey Marty, uh, really burning a lot of strokes around the greens. Seems like I don't have a consistent low point in my chipping. Some are fat, some are thin, but rarely perfect. Any thoughts? Well, Chase, uh, situations like this where you have a uh, inconsistent, I guess I'll say, low point, it usually results from, uh, at least with chipping, the fact that you're getting overly handsy in the actual action. So a lot of people, especially beginners or newer folks, they'll get into this mindset that the the fingertips and the hands have all this feel, so that should be what's controlling all of the force that goes into the shot, as well as, you know, kind of cutting out those bigger muscles. I see it all the time where people just take their wrist and they just kind of chop right at the ball. And those ones are even less consistent than kind of what you're describing. At least you're getting a couple that that do end up going on target. Uh, Well, maybe not just on target, but actually correct distance-wise. So the way that we can kind of get around this, uh, it's a really, really easy setup. Uh, If you have some water bottles... This is a really easy thing to do. Uh, if you're on the course or if you're at your practice facility, heck, honestly, you can do this at home. So you take uh, two water bottles. If you're at home, they can be empty and they should be empty. If you're on course, then depending on how much wind you have, if you feel that your empty water bottles are going to blow away, eh, maybe put some water in them. Uh, but what you're going to do is you're going to take two water bottles and you're going to set them up so... One water bottle is about a foot behind the ball. The other water bottle is about a foot in front of the ball. And so the idea is that these these water bottles are going in the same direction as your feet, so actually perpendicular to your target line. Uh, But the idea here is that if you're flipping your club into that impact zone, you're not going to be able to 
consistently make your shot and not hit either one of those water bottles. So again, with that with that kind of two foot window, uh, I've heard oh, I forget where I heard it from, but someone referred to this as chipping jail. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but that's essentially what you're putting yourself in is you're you're setting these these defined parameters from where where you can actually hit the ball and you're going to get this very real physical feedback if you don't correctly accommodate those restraints. So again, you're flipping into the ball, which means that we got to quiet down those hands. Uh, I actually, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to Brandon Stooksbury's episode. And in that episode, he talks about his book, um, dealing with short game solutions. And Brandon's kind of a short game expert. Uh, and the idea is that we want to remove as many variables as possible, just like we want to do with everything. The less variables, the easier the solution becomes. So with chipping specifically, if you're really getting risky with it, that means that not just your arms and shoulders are moving, your wrists are another, what Brandon calls them, another hinge. And you want to remove as many of these hinges as possible because that allows you to be more consistent, the solution, in your chip shots. So, like I said, you can do this at home with uh, probably a wiffle ball. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't know if uh, if you would want to test the strength of your drywall or anything like that. But you just you set down parameters. You know, like I said, about a foot in front and a foot behind. Uh, if you're really, really struggling. You know, keep in mind our our kind of butter zone for our practice success rate is between 30 and 70%. So if you have that foot behind the ball and foot in front of the ball and you still can't do it at least 30% of the time, then you might want to consider 18 inches in front and behind or there's some variation to that to make it a little bit easier on yourself because you need to experience success in order to actually improve and not just get discouraged at yourself. So again, 30 to 70% is that, that optimal zone. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe this is an easy thing for you to do. Okay. I'm flipping my hands too much. I just need to rock my shoulders more. Well, then two feet might be too much room and you're able to do it every single time. Well, in that circumstance, then maybe pin it in three inches on each side. So then you're only dealing with an 18 inch span uh, you don't want to get it too small, though, because you know then you're really kind of chopping down at the ball, and that's going to take you in a in a negative direction in terms of your your progress. But again, your inconsistency at the bottom of that chip shot, you know, it's a really small motion. We don't need a lot of you know a lot of hinges and things to add power. You're only moving the ball maybe twenty. I mean, you mentioned greenside, so even if you're 10 to 20 yards off at the most, you can still get away with this. You know, the idea is that you want to get the ball on the ground as soon as possible because, again, that's removing variables. The longer the ball flies, the more of a variable you have in that shot. Uh, Again, Brandon talks about this in detail in his episode. Uh, Also, check out the coaching replays on the membership site. Uh, one of them is with Brandon, and it deals exactly with this topic. So that's about an hour discussion there. Uh, feel free to check that out in the Golf Strategy Academy member site. Uh, that'll definitely, definitely help you out. The other thing that I think might help you a little bit is 
kind of learning a little bit of touch around the greens. A lot of people, they they run into this situation where, like, one bad shot, especially like a, not a chunked chip, but, you know, when you kind of stuff it um, into, like, thick grass, if the ball's sitting down and it's really hard to get out, I guess we can call it a chunk. So if you are in that situation where you've you maybe had that one chunk shot and now you feel like everything's got to have all this extra power just to get through it, remind yourself that this is one fluid motion. And I saw this as a demo by Hale Irwin. Uh, and to me, it was just profoundly awesome. What he did, and I'll see if I can find the actual video, uh, what he did is he's talking about chipping touch, specifically greenside chipping touch, like you are, Chase. And he said, just take a ball, you stand, you take your address like you're going to hit a shot, and instead of swinging your club, take a ball, throw it at the cup. You know, try to try to hit that shot, quote-unquote hit that shot, but you do it by just throwing that ball. And so the idea here is that your hands with the club should move at that same pace. So, you know, maybe it takes you two or three balls to figure out what a good touch is in terms of tossing the ball, but that's an awesome way to kind of give yourself this different type of physical feedback to maybe get your brain to grasp onto it a little bit better. And again, just take that address, throw the ball at the cup, and pay attention to how fast your hands are moving because that's all the faster that they need to move during the chip shot as well. So I hope that helps you out, Chase. Uh, absolutely let me know how it works in the in the membership Facebook group. Uh, also, if any of you are interested in joining the Golf Strategy Academy, uh, you can do so. You can hear more about it at golfstrategyschool.com slash membership dash info. And there you can hear my little video in terms of uh, what the Academy all entails. Uh, but we've got like 30 days, more than 30 days worth of practice routines uh, up on the website. I've got a specific order for you to follow that will actually improve your game. This isn't swing tips. This is how to practice to actually get better. So I'm giving you custom focused practice routines to do this. Uh, and one of the things that I'm tacking on for new members, uh, if you join at the annual subscription, not only do you get two months free, but I'll also toss in a free coaching call. So uh, until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you want more info on the membership, you can check it out again at golfstrategyschool.com slash membership dash info. Otherwise, I'll catch you all on the short grass. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. 
to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.